Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. All right, well, welcome to the podcast. And uh, again, we're down in McAllen, Texas. Had an incredible day yesterday and uh, so excited to, to really come to the border. For me, for the first time, I've, I've been here since I, was a, since I was a kid, and it's totally changed from many years ago. And just an amazing experience. If you haven't done it, I would encourage you to, to visit, and uh, hopefully you can do it the way that we did it with Americans for Prosperity Foundation. But such, a, such an informational trip, uh, learned a lot, and uh, we met with the Border Patrol, we visited the wall, we did so much, and I'm really pleased and honored to have Myra Flores with us. Uh, Myra is uh, the wife of a Border Patrol agent. She's a mom. Uh, she's an immigrant from Mexico, and she is a former member of Congress. She ran uh, in Texas's 34th congressional district and won that race. And she is just an expert on these issues. Myra, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming to South Texas. It's so important that we have people from all over the country to come here to South Texas to better understand the border crisis. And that this isn't just a South Texas problem. This is an American problem. It really is. I, you know, you did a great job talking to the group yesterday. And I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to talk about that because for many Americans, they don't understand. It's a very complex issue. It really is. I'll tell you first, I was struck by it is a problem created by the government and by bad policies of Absolutely. the government, right? But the solution is Catholic charities and it's other folks who are coming in private entities and organizations that are coming in and trying to clean up the government's mess uh, in a lot of cases, which that really kind of struck me. You know, where, where's the government in this process? They're not really caring uh, for uh, these migrants as they come across. It's other, uh, it's the greatness of America and the goodness of the American Absolutely. people that does that, right? Absolutely. It's, it's heartbreaking. You know, um, I'm from Mexico. I understand why people want to come here. This is the greatest country in the world. Now, let me ask you this. You, you, are you the first Mexican-born member of Congress? Is that right? Yes, I was the first uh, Mexican-born Congresswoman ever elected in Congress. And I, I really had an amazing time serving the people of South Texas and inspire other Hispanics as well and inspire immigrants as well. That if you come to this country and you work hard, you can become anything you want, right. but we want legal immigration. Right. Oh, I interrupted you talking about how great America was. And I didn't mean <laughs> to do that because I want to give you that opportunity. Absolutely. No, it is. It's the greatest country in the world. So I understand why people want to come here. Sure. I do. But we got to focus on legal immigration. I want every child to have the same experience that I had coming in into this country. I had a wonderful experience. But I do understand that not everybody has a father that is an American citizen. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, that, that's my story. My father is an American citizen. So I was granted uh, citizenship thanks mm -hmm. to my father. But we need to focus on legal immigration, improving the process. Right now, we have millions of people waiting in line. No one talks about that. No one talks about the million of migrants that have been waiting for decades to come here to the United States. Let's focus on that so we can 
bring in more people, but good people to mm -hmm. the United States, not people coming in here illegally. And those people go through trauma and abuse. Yeah, I don't know if you had the opportunity yesterday to talk, some, talk to some of these people. We did. I had an opportunity to talk to multiple women. Every single woman that I spoke with said that they were raped through the journey. Yeah, it's heartbreaking when you, when you see that. We were there. We were at Catholic Charities yesterday. And for me, it, it's tough. I'm, I look kind of gruff, but I'm kind of a softy on that, particularly when it comes to kids. And I, I see these kids, you know, and there was a little little boy there that I've never seen anybody do uh, cartwheels like this kid. He was just like cartwheel after cartwheel after cartwheel. <laughs> and his mom was just kind of watching him. It, it, and, you know, you see that and it gets real when it, you see it those. It gets very right. real. And, you know, I'm a mother of four. I just can't imagine, you know, my children going through that dangerous uh, journey. Like I said, hearing their stories and what they went through, this young mom, she was only 21, she said she would have never done it. But she was told that if she would come here to the United States, she would be allowed to stay. And because of the socialism and communism in her country, she was from Venezuela, mm -hmm. uh, didn't want that life for her children. So she wanted to come here for a better opportunities for her children. But I want those good people to be able to come here to the yeah. United States. But we got to focus on legal immigration because if we care about migrants why would we want them to go through that dangerous journey mm -hmm. and that is exactly what biden's policies are doing yeah. they're encouraging people to go through this dangerous journey knowing that it they're paying the cartel thousands and thousands of dollars the same mexican cartel that has the people of mexico terrorized yeah yeah it is it's almost like we're subsidizing the terrorization of a foreign country. We are. Right. And it, it's, it's it, heartbreaking, but it's, it's the reality. Like I said, you know, I love this country very much. This is the greatest country in the world, but there's a lot of issues that I also do have with our government. Mm -hmm. And that is one of them that they put in place policies that are hurting other countries like Mexico. And I understand that Mexico also has a huge responsibility. They should be protecting their own border and they should be trying to deter some of these migrants were coming into Mexico. So they also do have a huge responsibility, but both our countries need to be working together. We should be like brothers and sisters. We're neighbors. Right. So we're so focused on what's happening, you know, across the world. What about here right next to us? We have a terrorist organization because that's exactly what I believe mm -hmm. these cartels are. They're a terrorist organization. Sure. The, the left sort of portrays the way they handle immigration as compassion. And it's really not compassion. When you're, when you're forcing and telling people, uh, you know, come make a journey of a thousand miles, let it take months on end through the very dangerous parts of, of Central America and Mexico uh, and, and come cross, you know, illegally mm -hmm. into the United States, it, we're telling these people to do a very, very dangerous thing. Absolutely. And then it once they humane. get here, yeah, the government's not, I mean, this isn't a compassionate position that our government is no, taking. No, it's quite the opposite. Right. And then what? You release them and what? What are they supposed to do? Right. You know, one of the moms that I spoke with, she said that more likely her court date will be in about 10 years, that that's what she was told. So for 10 years, how is she supposed to take care of her children? Mm -hmm. How is she right. going to be allowed to work? No, she's right. not going to be allowed to work. Her sponsor is supposed to be taking care of her 
for the next 10 years. And we know that's not going to happen. She's more likely going to get a job and she's more, more likely going to get mistreated because that's what I saw. I saw a lot of migrants, you know, that are illegally in this country mm -hmm. getting mistreated, right. working in farms. So why would we want that? And that's what I see the left. The left is constantly encouraging people to come here uh, with their policies, encouraging them to come here illegally, knowing the dangerous journey and knowing that once they get here, it's going to be very difficult for them to get through life. Yeah. Why do they do that? What, what, what's the left's benefit? Is it voters or what? what? I mean, why do they do it? I don't understand because I see that they're politicizing you know, the border, mm -hmm. they're playing politics with human beings and they're putting the American people at risk because there's very bad, horrible people taking advantage of these policies. Right. Just a few days ago, Border Patrol found a precious eight-year-old little girl that had been raped for over 67 times. Yeah, that's 67 times. Yeah. If that doesn't make you sick, if that doesn't make you upset, outraged, what else will? And I don't care where this little girl was from. I feel right. responsible for this. Yeah. I do. I feel that our country is responsible for this. Yeah. We have also lost track of 85,000 children. Right. We don't know where they're at. Right. These children can be potentially be sold to child sex trafficking, which we need to create harsher laws. Those that are involved in child sex trafficking should never see the sun again. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, why are they bringing these children? Because there's a demand here. Right. So we need to create harsher laws. And we also have children being exploited in our country in the work, lab in the work labor. We criticize China for doing it, yet it's happening in our country. Right. And no one is being held accountable. Right. And it, it's heartbreaking, you know, uh, and I'm speaking as a mom here. I'm speaking as, as a woman here. You know, for me, it, it's not political. Securing the border, keeping the American sa American people safe, keeping migrants safe should not be politicized. Yeah. And of those 85,000 children that we can't find, we don't know where they are, that little girl who was raped all those times, um, our government told them to come. Sent every signal to them, oh, you should come on this journey. We, we said, if you come, you know, we, we, we will let you in. That, we're culpable for that. Our government made that decision to send that signal. The policies. Yeah. The policies. And we need to hold also those governments accountable. Countries like Venezuela, they need yeah. to be held accountable sure. for what they do to their people because of their actions, we're having this problem. Yeah. So there's a lot of countries in Latin America that need to be held accountable for what they do to their people. We are giving them millions of dollars funding a government that terrorizes their people that doesn't take care of their people why would we do that mm -hmm. yeah it, yeah it, it, it makes no sense we've it lost doesn't. complete common sense in washington you know uh when i ran uh, I, a lot of people said but myra you don't have the political experience you didn't go to a prestigious university and i said we currently have a president with i don't know thousands of years, hundreds of years of political experience. And, thousands of you know, years. <laughs> that's what it feels like. And he graduated from, you know, prestigious sure. university. But what good does that do? Right. We need your everyday American to run for office. We need 
people that understand the struggle, what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck. We need us to start yeah. running this country. Don't ever believe you don't have what it takes, sure. you know, to run this country because this is our country. Yeah. Well, and listen, I can tell you this, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris do not know that uh, My- Myra Flores has forgotten more about border security and, and stuff than they've ever known. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. And they, they need to come down and see this complicated uh, problem that, that exists here because of their policies. Um, I, I do want to talk about, I think for a lot of people, they look at this and they say, well, I'm, I'm for border security and that's got to be the solution. But this is a multifaceted problem. It is border security and we can't, we're never going to move uh, on this issue without securing the border and doing right. a better job of providing the resources mm-hmm. necessary to do it. But at the same time, we have a broken system that is we do. causing this surge, right? We do. And that's, I do support some type of immigration reform, but for me is focusing on the legal process, that sure. it's outdated. Right. You know, we, like I mentioned before, we want good people to come here. I immigrated to this country, so I get it. I understand why people want to come here, but why not improve the legal process, allow people to come here, work, and they can go back to their home country. Uh, my father not too long ago, brought up to me the Bracero. Mm-hmm. So the Bracero was back in the 1950s. Right. And he said, you know, I don't know if you know this, Myra, but a lot of your family, a lot of my friends, they came here through the Bracero. And thanks to the Bracero, they were able to go back and build themselves a business. So where I'm from, I'm from Burgos. There's a lot of businesses there. And a lot of those businesses were were built thanks to the Bracero. They were able to come here to the United States, work here for a few months, and go back, and they did that for many years. Why did we get rid of something like that? Most people want to come here, work, and go back to their home country, just want to come here to be able to provide for their families. And I see nothing wrong with that. This is an amazing country. We open the doors to millions of migrants. I think that no other country does what we do. Um, but we definitely need to improve the process. Like I said, right now, as we speak, I personally know people that have been waiting in Mexico for about a decade or so, and they're actually being told that it's going to take longer now because of what's happening at Mm -hmm. the border. The immigration judges, asylum officers, all those are processing the people that are coming in illegally. Mm -hmm. So they're not able to focus on the people that are actually doing it right Mm -hmm. and are coming here legally. Yeah. How is that fair? Right. You know, so before anything, I believe in securing the borders and helping the people that are actually in line. I don't believe that we should help anyone that is going to cut in line from those people. Mm-hmm. It's just not fair for them. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, that is why we have to have immigration reform. There's a disincentive. Let's reward legal immigration, not illegal immigration, because what we don't want is to encourage more people to come here illegally and go through all the trauma and the abuse that they're, that, that they're going through right now. So I believe in rewarding legal immigration. Yeah. And you know, you talked about, um, there's so many uh, immigrants that come to the United States and they have a love for freedom. You know, I think sometimes Americans, I, I was born in the United States. I love this country. I see the greatness of it. I see the 
amazing, you know, constitution that protects our rights, the bill of rights. I see all those things, but you know, there's a whole, a whole uh, group of people out there, many Americans who just take that for granted. I don't think you take that for granted if you get here from Venezuela or from somewhere. Absolutely so immigrants not. play an important part in us preserving the greatness of America in a lot of ways, right? Absolutely. Yesterday, the people that I spoke with, every single one of them were all about freedom mm-hmm. against socialism and communism. Right. They were, that's what they were escaping. And I reminded them that. Right. I said, don't forget why you left Venezuela. Yeah. And the moment you start seeing those policies, the moment you start smelling socialism, communism, reject it. Because you came here for opportunities and for freedoms. If this country goes down, where will you go? Where will we all go? There's nowhere else to go. Right. So we got to protect this country. Every single one of them that I spoke with said, absolutely. We will never allow them to do that to this country. Because you're right. We have nowhere else to go. And my, um, my husband, who's been a Border Patrol agent for many years, he told me a story about as a Venezuelans who were coming in, um, alien in our country. But the moment that they uh, were able to touch the dirt, they started grabbing the dirt and rubbing it all over themselves yeah. and praying and screaming, libertad, libertad, and just praising God and praising this country. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's, I was, he was like, I was, in, I was in complete shock when I saw that. Yeah. And here we have, you know, many Americans who are burning our flag, constantly disrespecting our country, disrespecting, you know, the love that we have for this country. And here we have people risking it all to right. come here to the United States. So it's, it, always, it bothers me so much. I'm like, I wish I could fly <laughs> those people that don't love and respect this country and constantly burning our flag. I'm like, I wish I could fly out of Venezuela right. and bring me back some freedom lovers <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that would appreciate this country. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about uh, your husband being a Border Patrol agent. How long has he been? Border He's Patrol? been a Border Patrol agent for about 14, 15 years. Okay. So one of the, I, I was thinking last night of the things that I learned uh, on this trip, and one of them was the fact that uh, New York Police Department has 35,000 police officers, but the Border Patrol only has about 20,000 or just less than 20,000 right. actual Border Patrol agents, which is incredible, right? Um, so tell us what it's like being, I'm sure it's a pretty stressful thing. That's a, that's a difficult job. It's a dangerous job being a border patrol agent. So tell us from the perspective of the wife of a border patrol agent. I'll be honest with you. I took his safety for granted for many years. I really didn't think how dangerous it was. Mm -hmm. And then I realized how dangerous it was under the Biden administration when um, my husband or border patrol agents were being shot at. Um, When our Friends, his uh, fellow co-workers were committing suicide. Um, that's when I realized this is a lot more serious than what I thought. I took my husband's safety for granted, definitely praying every single day for him. Yeah. And I even tell him, like, please be careful and remember you have a wife, you have kids to come home. Um, I know you want to be a hero and you are our hero, but just 
think of us because sure. we want you to come sure. home. And I just never felt like that before yeah. at all. And I, we've lost too many friends in the Border Patrol in the recent months. And it's just been very scary because I can't imagine raising my kids without my husband, honestly. And I think about it and it just, <gasps> I don't even want to, I don't right. even want to think about it. Um, but those thoughts didn't come through before. Right. And now I'm constantly worried about him. We, he's constantly checking on me, vice versa, just because under this administration, I know that this administration doesn't have their back. Yeah. And they know this administration doesn't. They know their you can you know their morale is you know on the floor. Um, But I have to say that our chief Chavez, she has helped tremendously. I've been talking to a lot of the border patrol agents here in South Texas, and they say she talks to us. She actually takes the time to hear us and our concerns, and that just that alone is helping a lot of our border patrol agents here in south texas so i'm so glad that she's here and that she's so down to earth and being there for our border patrol agents so very proud of her one of the things i was struck with yesterday we went to uh, the border patrol got a briefing there and they talked about how many times they'll be out on patrol they'll come across some some folks who haven't eaten in three or four days little kids and they'll say, hey, I packed my lunch for the day, but I give it to them because they need it. And, yeah. you know, those are the kinds of stories that I'm sure you hear a lot because you're around I, this every day. Absolutely. But- that was my husband all the time. Uh, when he was on patrol, he was constantly taking his, his lunch. And then he'd say he hadn't eaten. I'm like, why haven't you eaten? And he said, I, give, I gave up my lunch. Or sometimes he would take a lot of snacks. Like, why are you taking all those snacks? (laughs) He's like, well, just in case I find someone that hasn't eaten or, you know, needs something. So he was always taking a lot of kid snacks, you name it. Um, They have such a huge heart. Uh, You know, this morning I actually heard on, on social media, they were talking about how Border Patrol agents that are Hispanics should be ashamed of themselves for being a Border Patrol agent. And I saw that this morning. Wow. And this man, this young man said, I'd rather, you know, beg money on the streets than being a Border Patrol agent. You know, how can a Hispanic be a Border Patrol agent? Not that, how ignorant are you? Yeah. Such an in- ignorant comment. Right. You know, my husband's parents are from Matamoros, Tamaulipas. <laughs> They're from Mexico. Right. And he's here protecting our country just like other countries do and he's constantly saving lives our border patrol agents just this fiscal year have had 12,000 rescues Mm -hmm. that's 12,000 lives yeah right they're there not only protecting our border from criminals but they're also there to protect migrants as well to save lives they're constantly finding right now Children abandoned in the middle of nowhere just two, three days ago, two-year-old abandoned in the middle of nowhere walking. Wow. Parents that are here in the United States illegally are paying, you know, the cartel to bring their children. And those parents don't deserve to have their children back. Right. They don't. And I'm asking parents, if you are illegally in the country, and you send your child 
here, alone, in the hands of a criminal, you don't deserve to have that child back. Right. Because if any of us would do that, we would be arrested and our children would be taken yeah. away from us. Right, right. Yeah, it seems to me that this ultimately comes down to, are we a nation of, of, of the rule of law or aren't we? Right. I mean, are we going to, it seems to me you can't, you either have laws on the books or you repeal them or change them, but you can't just ignore laws without, you know, and still have a society. Oh, and these two, and like I said, these children don't deserve that. Yeah. Right. Don't deserve that. And these parents or these family members are taking us for granted. They feel like send them and they'll send us a child. And it's true. These little kids are coming in with a little paper in their pocket with the name and an address and a phone number. And all we do is pick up the phone and call them and verify that information and send that child. There's no DNA test being done to confirm that they're actually related. That's why we've lost track of 85,000 children. So let me understand, the government is then taking these kids and sending them to the person with the, whose name and number is correct. in that's their pocket? Ex- that's exactly what's So that happening. could be a drug runner. It could be a cartel member. It could Absolutely. Be that's why we lost 85,000 children because those names and address were false. Once we dropped off the child, they moved and changed the phone number. Wow. That's, that, that's, that's the reality. Yeah. How can we just take their word over the phone? Sure. You know, I mean, this is not heaven. This is planet Earth. Evil exists here. Right. We can't just assume that everyone coming into our country illegally is Jesus. Right. No. There's good people coming in into our country. There's also very bad people coming into our country. Yeah. yeah. And that's what this is about, right? Is- this is about to keep the bad people exactly. a- away. People that are bringing in poison, fentanyl, because that's what it is for me. It's poison and it's killing 300 human beings a day in this country. Yeah. You know, Parents, if you haven't taken the time to talk to your children about this poison, please do it. And don't wait for it to impact your, your loved ones. Mm-hmm. You need to care about it now. So I feel that a lot of times we don't worry about it because it's not impacting us. Right. We feel we're the exception. Oh, that's never going to happen to us. You know, we hear someone's child died because of, of an overdose. We hear someone else's child died because of fentanyl. You name it, but you never think it's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And until it happens to you, you're outraged. No, we need to be outraged now. You know, as mothers, I expect you to have my children's back because I have your children's back. So mothers, fathers, we need to come together for this. This is something that it's hurting us tremendously. And this drug was created intentionally to hurt the American people. It was created in China. And it's brought into Mexico and it's built there in the labs. Mm-hmm. And then the Mexican cartel brings it into uh, this country. And I feel that those that are trafficking with poison should get a life sentence yeah. because they know that they're selling poison that is more likely going to kill those people. Right. And they deserve to be in, in jail forever. One of the things uh, that I heard yesterday that really shocked me was the increase in the number of uh, Chinese nationals coming through the border and that are apprehended at the border. I think I heard it 2000 or so, or close to 2000 this year already. Yes. We've had over a thousand percent increase. Yeah. What, what, I mean, why do you think that is? 
Most of them, they said, are young males yes. that are being apprehended. Absolutely. I mean, what, what's your suspicion well, on that? Well, China's not our friend. Yeah. You know, and we've uh, arrested multiple um, people that have criminal records and that have a terrorist, you know, that they're on the terrorist watch list. A lot of these Chinese have worked with the Chinese government and have some type of connection with the military as well. And they're still being released. And we, we're expecting them to come back to court. How, how ignorant yeah. are you to believe that? And, and I, I don't think that they believe that. You know, like I said, I just, I just don't trust our own government. And it's, it's sad that I'm saying that because I believe that our government is supposed to be there to protect us. But I feel that the real problem in our country is within. Mm -hmm. It's within our own government. Um, we're worried about China. We're worried about Russia. I'm more worried about our own government because they're here and they're allowing all these things to happen, knowing that we can potentially have another 9-11. Did those people on uh, 9-11 think it was going to happen to them? No, they thought they were the exception. Sure. And we all think we're the exception and we're not. We shouldn't wait for another 9-11 and we're seeing the red flags. And the Border Patrol agents um, put out their... Um, Homeland Security put out there that they've had over a million gotaways. A million gotaways. These yeah. are potentially the most dangerous individuals sure. that don't care what your politics are, don't care what your religion is. They're here to hurt Americans. Right. And we wonder why there's a rise in crime in America's cities. And I mean, this is a direct contributor to it. It is. And it's so sad to see what's happening in California. California is such a beautiful state sure. been there a few times and just blown away by the weather um but and so many other things and it's so sad to see that politics are destroying such a beautiful state and yeah. i don't think we should ever give up on on these states i think that no matter what we should continue fighting um in every state um and it's about a the long vision right where will we be by 2030? And if we don't like it, let's start working on it and making an improvement every election cycle. Yeah. Uh, one kind of final question, and then we'll wrap it up. But, uh, you know, you live in this community. This is your community. There's, you know, I live in Colorado, and there's some Hispanic uh, migration into Colorado for sure. But this community is really affected by this issue. And having been here, you really see that. Um, how, how, how does this impact your community and how important is it for other Americans to come see that impact that this is having on your community? It's so important for people to come here to South Texas and see the reality of the border crisis. They could see how it's impacted us, you know, our crime rate, right, has gone up, but also, um, how inhumane it is, these policies to see the people. And that when we want border security, it's not that because we don't care about migrants. As a matter of fact, it's because we love migrants. It, you know, we love people. We love children. Is that we don't want them to go through that. And the people here of South Texas are all about faith, family, and hard work. They're um, very giving. They're constantly donating to the Catholic charities because they know that they're in need. Um, we saw that yesterday. Right. And that is just who we are here in South Texas. We're always there for each other, to support each other, regardless of politics. Um, people 
when I was campaigning, would come here to help in the campaign um, from out of state, from the North. They're like, these people are the nicest people we've ever <laughs> met. And, I'm, and they're like, it's crazy. The policy is like, look, here, regardless of politics, we're all very conservative. And we're respectful people. And we're just loving loving people that is just who we are but it is hurting us tremendously and that is why we're seeing that shift um towards the right every cycle mm -hmm. why because the people of south texas see firsthand what these migrants go through also they have families across the border that they can't visit because of the mexican cartel right so they know what the mexican cartel is is all about and they don't want what they're afraid of to come here to United States. So right. we, we get to see both worlds, what the Mexican cartel is like, and we get to see what the migrants also go through this dangerous journey and hear stories like, you know, a child being raped and seeing little girls. Yesterday, we saw a young girl pregnant um, there at the, uh, mm -hmm. at the Catholic Charities who more likely was raped and got pregnant through the journey. And this young uh, mother said she had been traveling since November. Yeah. Since November. And um, got abused from day one until the, until the end. And it, it's something that you don't want anyone to go through. No. You don't wish that on anyone. And yeah, I, I walked out of there yesterday just broken. Yeah. Very emotional. Uh, and also outraged that... Um, our government is complicit yeah. of this. Yeah. And I, I did too. I walked out of there broken and in a kind of a changed person in a lot of ways on the issue. But I will say I, 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 I have no tolerance for politicians who can look at a situation like that young girl and then call themselves compassionate because it's not compassion. That is not compassion. The policies that they're implementing are it's the evil. reason that it is evil. It, it's, it's evil. Yeah. How can you do that? Yeah. And then lie and say that it's compassion yeah. when you know exactly it's not compassion. It's right. pure evil. Yeah, it is. Myra Flores, thank you so thank much. You. Thanks for all you're doing and the great work that you continue to do. Uh, for <laughs> our, our country. country's worth fighting for. It is. It is. It absolutely. is. And it's so great to, to have you on the show today. Thanks. Thanks thank for you. joining thank us. You so listen, thanks for listening to this episode. And it's just been such an amazing journey uh, down here. If you ever get a chance to come visit McAllen, Texas, come do that. Uh, come visit the border. You can see the, the border walls. They're kind of impressive, uh, you know, in, in their own way, uh, for sure. And uh, just uh, amazing people down here. Very, very good people like Myra Flores. So thanks for being with us. And you know, I was really struck yesterday. The name of this podcast is American Potential, and that's truly what this is about, right? These migrants, these immigrants coming to the United States, no matter how they're coming, they see the potential of America. And so we can't ever forget that. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.